disclaimer. So while recording of this episode, Taylor's audio came out weird, to say the least, and it's unfortunately the usual blend of me being too quiet and her being just right. However, she's got a new twist. She sounds like she's got a kazoo as part of her microphone, and me being of new knowledge to sound things have not figured out how to fix it. So those of you wearing headphones, be warned. Oh! That is huge on there. I know, I did that on purpose. No, Hi, I meant, guys. I meant, do you see how... Yeah, how how tall it got? You can cut it out, I suppose. <laughs> if it's like eardrum busting, it's fine. Anyways. Hi! We're back after a two-week hiatus on not intentional reasons. Yeah. Well, we had COVID scare and I had writer's conference. Yep. So... There we go. Yep. Anyway, we're back after two weeks. So welcome to the Miscellaneous Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kenzie. And I'm Taylor, the other one. And the other one. And then... Why are there two ones? Sorry. Like, we're not very professional on this podcast. This is for us, not for you. Well, it's like on a different setting, and I don't know what's going on with it, so I'll probably play along with it later. Okay, cool. Sorry, we only get like... We typically only get like one lines where we get to see our wavelength voices. I think I'm too loud, by the way. Can you fix that? Um... It's because no, no, watch this. I get so loud. That's normal. Oh, really? I just don't pay attention. That is normal. Yep. Normally we get one line of wavelengths, but now we have two, and they're the same thing. I and it's know. really zoomed in. Yeah, I don't know. Um, if it was, no, oh, well, I'll fix it later. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the randomness of this podcast. We call it the miscellaneous adventures with us because this is what it's like this is what you're in for and this is literally our conversations before we turn on the mics so and then we switch off every week who does the topic and this week it is taylor's turn what is your favorite horror trope and your least favorite horror trope my favorite horror trope is when the well i guess (laughs) that's just a writer thing that's just good um i'm telling you my least favorite horror trope okay Get off your damn ass and run. What do you mean? Give me an example. They go, oh my god, he's coming, he's coming. I'm like, you saw him, why aren't you bolting? Okay, argument to that, freeze is a panic response. No, it's not even like, oh, we froze in horror. It's, let me tell everyone, quick, quick, stop what you're doing and look at him come at us. I'm like, you should have just screamed run and all of you ran. Again, a trauma response. I know, but it's not just, everyone it's, is emotionally healthy as you are. Not, she's not freezing. They're not freezing. They go, hey, I see him. Hey, you, do you see him too? He's coming at us. Look at that audience. He's coming for us. I'm like, just run. What are you doing? If you're going to have a trauma response, have one. Like, if you're going to write a trauma response, have them physically freeze and then everyone notice, hey, why are they? Oh, shoot. Let's run. Like, okay. All right. I hate it. And the trip thing. I know it happens, but nobody crawls on the ground. They're frantically trying to get back up on their feet. Which just sometimes looks like crawling on the ground. I know, but the way they do it in movies. I'm sorry. Are movies supposed to be real life? To make it horror? You're going to do a horror (laughs) game? A horror movie? Yes. Okay. You want to freak me out? Make me believe it's real. Okay. Okay. I can can get that. I can buy that. My favorite horror trope. When they do everything right and still die. That that was my favorite one. Train to Busan. Yeah. They make such good decisions, and yet they all still die. And not everyone. Two and a half people made it out. True. 
But I mean, the people who were like having to fight the zombies make all the right decisions. Ah, yes, yes. Even at the end, when come on, that little kid, she's so little and she's like so phenomenal and just like, <gasps> and it's not very often that you are seeing an actor like do the full on like ugly sob. Yeah, because it's usually like, oh, I'm in a movie, pretty sob. Like he, this man is like snot coming out the nose. Like he full on is ugly sobbing. Yeah, because like. True emotion requires true emoting. Yes. Great. What are yours? So my, my favorite, obviously, is they do everything right, but then they still fail. They still die. I think my other favorite one is... Why is that light off? Sorry. Hi, I have ADHD. <laughs> you need to replace the light bulb. Well, that those light's dead, and I haven't gone to the grocery store, and we don't get paid for a week, like... Oh, oh. thanks. <laughs> He knew that I was going to be bothered by it until he turned it back on. You could turn it off. I just needed to know. So the sconces that our, our condo came with have a little button at the bottom that you can twist to turn the light on or off. And it's it's cool. I like it. I like the the ability to maneuver turn the amount of light. Turn everything else off and have a nice soft lighting for when yeah. you watch Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So my other favorite one is when your your killer your evil entity your yeah your antagonist is so well embedded that you as an audience member do not realize that they are the evil one until they're like covered in blood and almost everyone's dead you're like wait wait what excuse me kind of like this isn't a horror trope, but like when um, in Now You See Me, the first one, mm -hmm. and the cops like, "Hey, I was the organizer." Everyone's like, "That's a blah." Yes, yes. <laughs> the okay, subversion of expectations is just one of my favorite things of I all love time. We'll do that. It's great, fantastic, amazing. But like, especially in horror films where you have a very specific set of expectations and rules that you're expected to follow, when you are able to work within those and break the cycle of trauma and the cycle of horror to create more horror i was just like oh okay what was the horror game the choose your own adventure horror game um until dawn yes the dude at the beginning that like quote-unquote dies Remy and then find that one that's the actor who does that one. Oh yeah i was like i don't remember his name that's, I don't not remember his, names. that's not his character name that's just the person who plays that character yeah but then it comes back that he's the crazy guy and i was like um excuse me <laughs> sometimes i want, when I'm I want super boyfriend to play that one so bad because i'm so curious because i watched mark and the fine bros the fine bros and i watched jack do it too oh wow i watched all three of them because i was really curious about the choices yeah and my favorite thing though is mark because there's one where you're in the mines and you, there's a fork in the road and one of them has a trap door that's like smacking and stuff uh -huh. just making noise smacking and like um the character goes like hey so-and-so is that you and then mark who is historically known for his horror game play yeah goes over to the trap door and opens it no and it's one of them and he immediately <sighs> dies and he immediately said no ended the game replayed the whole thing up to that point <laughs> and the whole and the edit video is just him saying no a billion times no 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 <laughs> he was livid because he was like it's the oldest trick in the book 
And I play horror me. games <laughs> for a living. <laughs> and he was like, and I opened the door like a dumbass. But, um, so he was mad about that because his whole goal was to keep everybody alive. Yeah. And I have seen the choices you you make to get to that point. There's like seven different endings or something. Yeah. Yeah. All dependent upon your choices. And mm-hmm. I want boyfriend to play it because I'm really curious about well, his choices. Well, and the thing I really liked about it was it was building choices. Mm-hmm. Your your choice from the half an hour of ago. The game with the snowball and a bird will influence the next the end The end of the story. Because you killed the bird, this thing happens. Oh, my favorite though was one of them. They're playing with the guy and they meet the wolves and he hit the wrong button. He was like, no, no, I wanted to pet it. Oh, this is going to come back to kill me. <laughs> I think my favorite one was when the guy got stuck in the bear trap and the choice you had to make there because you didn't have a good choice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, cut his fingers off. That This is the way. Cut his fingers off. You can, cut, you can stop the bleeding from that. At yeah. Least. It's but then the suck, person who but... I was watching used the machete to try and open it and broke the machete. And I was like, you're done. You're dead. You lost your weapon. Yeah. Okay, so that's subversion of expectations, and they do everything right, but still die. Um, my worst, my least favorite horror trope. What pisses one, you off when you watch it happen, basically? One that will cause me to DNF anything is probably underestimating your characters. Like, only making them, like, placards for the horror. Mm-hmm. like if you don't have an actual character i'm out like, for example the og scream which i haven't seen but i've heard it was so hilarious so it's really really funny but the girl who survives like she's smart as heck yeah they go hey she's actually like smart practical so she defeats the villain yeah because she's smart and practical yeah so they basically go hey you have like actual logistical reason for winning so we're gonna make you win what i hate also is when they're like treat the audience like you're dumb yeah it's which okay i think that's why i like the subversion of expectations like the the antagonist is so well embedded that you don't find out till three quarters of the movie is over mm-hmm. like my dad you can not... usually figure it out by i then, mean but... i can too i'm really well read i'm re- really analytical my adhd is bouncing around the entire time i make connections really fast but if I can, if they can place it so well that I miss it, because, not because I'm stupid, but because of the choices they made, For the instance, payoff the is so much better. Sense. Yes. They are screaming at you through the whole film, the man is dead. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until you get to the end, you're like, what? And then you watch it again, and you go, holy crap, all the signs are there? Yeah. Like, I didn't see there? the sixth sense until I was an adult. Mm. I managed to avoid all the spoilers. Like, it just hadn't, like, sunk into my head that he was dead. But, so I cut to the end and I was like, oh. Oh, that makes sense. Versus, like, Poltergeist. Oh, 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 no, thank you. I'm never gonna watch that again. Um, you have to regale me. I don't watch ghost ones. I didn't expect it to be a ghost one. But, so, little girl essentially gets sucked into a different, into a portal through her TV they are living in a new a new built construction obviously on top of an indian burial ground because we're we're a baby country that doesn't have any culture (laughs) so we just try to steal others it's fine whatever um there are spirits and and evil beings coming through the tv and at one point she's sitting in front of a snow screen tv okay old style with the clicky buttons static yeah 
Snow, snow. It's called snow. Um, and she's like, they're here. And then she gets sucked into the portal. And I was just like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I go home now. <laughs> like, Dude, I hate when children are involved. Uh, when it's like, okay, if it's like some... So we, my friend and my sister and me all went to go see um, Prometheus, mm-hmm. the alien movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really good. A little horrifying and they're like... Yeah. Huh, no thank you no not like oh that was gross like oh. <laughs> like no like that obviously that's not a human <laughs> like, um because like for instance they have all these eggs and one of like the babies is born and breathes out like a spray thing and immediately melts the, the glass on his face and you can see him like trying to breathe and the glass moves <gasps> so, yeah so you go no and then one of them like goes into his suit and then you can see it break his arm mm. and you're like again no like, like so horrifying that way so like, body horror yeah and you're like no and so one of them is dead obviously and he gets like overtaken by one of the aliens so they're like yeah but his suit thing says he's right outside and then like the idiots they are they open up the door yeah and they're like he's dead but his thing says and like obviously he's dead so why would you open the door you saw him die <laughs> And so they open the door, and he is curled over, like, his legs are over his shoulders, so that his feet are in front of him. That's... And that's how he's moving around. And the minute that we all saw that, all we went, ah! And then he stood up and went, oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, thank you. It was literally the Emperor's New Groove where they see a little bit of knife and go, no! And she pulls it up all the way, and they go, oh, okay. <laughs> like, when he stood up, I was way less total, freaked out. Total tangent. Apparently, that movie had no storyline. And that's why when Kronk and Yzma, yes, when Kronk and Yzma get back there first, they're like, how did you get back here first? By all the counts, it doesn't make any sense. It's because it doesn't. They just went with it. They're like, I don't know. They got there first. Which so. why it makes it great. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but but like, it was the equivalent of that, of being freaked out because his legs are over his shoulders and he's crawling around on all fours. And then he stands up and you're like, oh, okay. I can deal with that. Yeah. I can go human that needs to die, not creepy creature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and that's... Like, the first time I saw Alien, I only vaguely knew... Like, I went in knowing that the cast didn't know that the alien was going to burst out of his chest. Mm-hmm. But that authenticity, even though I knew they you didn't know... Like, ah! I was like, oh! Like, okay. I had a visceral reaction. You know that spot, spot? You know that spot where he's in the vents and he's trying to light his lighter? Yeah. He's flickering and then you see the alien? Yeah. The theater's dead quiet. My mom. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> And then everybody looks at her. <laughs> and my dad did the whole, I don't know who that is. That was my dad's movie experience with that. He was, he like sunk down and said, I don't know who that is. He was like, the whole theater looked at her. Because no, everyone went, oh gosh, that's, and my mom just went full blood curls. <laughs> and then, so my, so I had already seen um, the second Quiet Place with boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So then my family went to go see again yeah. without me and stuff because I was doing stuff. But anyways, so we have reclining seats and there's usually like a wall. Uh-huh. But if you recline too far and you're short, you can't see any subtitles that come up. Oh, no. So my mom sitting there and she does some sign. She goes, what did she say? And Alex is like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> sit her up <laughs> i know <laughs> like why why didn't it my mom forgot that she was deaf 
So things are happening. She's like, what? Where's the? I can't hear. Oh, she's deaf. And Alex was like, stop talking, mom. <laughs> You're ruining the experience, mom. Yeah, she's like, you need to be quiet now. This is, uh. I will say, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I'm more, I, I like suspense more than horror. But I watched A Quiet Place. And I, I was so impressed with John Krasinski and the theatrical choices made to play with sound because like one of my favorite movies is I Am Legend. And one of my favorite reasons is the only time you have music is when he's listening to the radio or when there's this random kid in his house watching like Spongebob or something. And I didn't realize until those moments there was no background music. Because they're and like, then I was the like, world is dead. There's no music. Oh. Which gives you a way different vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, I love how music is utilized in films. Like, for instance, in, I think the Dark Knight is the one with the Joker. Yes. Dark Knight Rises, I think. Anyways, the one with the Joker. Um, when he's threatening his girlfriend, well, I can't remember, there's one note playing. One note. It's just a E, but it goes for long enough that you start getting on edge. Yeah. And I was like, that's so brilliant. Zimmer. I love love Hans Zimmer. He's so good. (sighs) The music that he does for Dune is phenomenal. Yes, it gives off Prince of Egypt vibes, Mm -hmm. which I'm so here for. It's just, he's so good. Well, because he's the kind of composer that isn't trying to show off. No, he is He's trying blending to and trying to give you the tone that you feel. Yeah. Because, for instance, cinema wins. I like to watch them a lot. He described it as when, so Paul's walking around his home planet. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, without the visuals or the music, it would be a really boring story. Oh, wow. But they are constantly keeping you engaged in different ways that are not necessarily narrative. Okay. So you don't really notice that's going really slow. Because mm. you're intrigued. Okay. You're like, what's that? What's that? Ooh, that looks cool. So, like, when they show you the city on this new planet, you're like, holy crap, it's massive. <laughs> like, and then they just, and then they do so much world building in just a view. Yeah. And the way it's filmed, too, makes it feel more real. Because, like, everything is CGI. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, none of the dunes are real. I think, I do appreciate when they do movies in mostly CGI, they are filming it like they would film a film. Mm. Which is why you don't recognize that it's CGI. Because mm-hmm. it's lost all the snoop smooth weirdness mm-hmm. because they see they like they'll film a thing flying mm-hmm. and then they zoom in front of it just a little bit like a real camera would and it gives you the sense of oh they went to the desert to film this not i'm looking at 100 percent cgi yeah so anyways about the music so paul's walking around his home planet which is basically earth okay and he's like being all sad and he's like <laughs> going through his favorite place he like watches a sunset and the music that's played is he's grieving his home and Paul's, like, the only one out of the loop that this whole thing's a trap. Like, House Atreides is being set up to be exterminated. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, 16 and doesn't know that. <laughs> so he's, like, grieving his home world, thinking, I'll probably never come back and I'll never see it. I'm going to a world that is all desert, all dirt. Yeah. And, like, no water. And so he's, like, watching the girl. He's watching the sunset on the beach because he's, like, taking in everything. And Susan said, because of the way that this is done you get his sense of grief and basically his sense of goodbye home mm-hmm. and he said any other movie they would have just slapped some like angsty teenager song over it would have lost all emotional impact but it's Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. but it's Hans Zimmer and he understood the actual because when I don't be 
know how often people know this, but they film the movie and then the score gets thrown in. Mm-hmm. So they see this scene that they're Unless, doing it for. Um, sometimes they'll be like, hey, I really love this score. We want something similar to this. Mm-hmm. So they have the 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 director has the idea of what kind of score he's wanting. Mm-hmm. And then the composer can usually go off of that. But normally they'll be looking at the movie thing mm-hmm. to be like, okay, so now I know what you do, the rises and falls and the, all that stuff. So it's a little easier to make. It's more cohesive that way. Yeah. But Hans Zimmer goes, hey, this kid's sad. He's going to leave his home planet forever. So, Let's but also like sad. things are happening. So it's like this beautiful blend of I'm sad, but also like things are happening. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, I just love when people utilize the music. For instance, James Gunn. Excuse me has like the most beautiful um shoot i forgot what they're called there's something drops basically where you pick a pop like a song and just slam it in there so all of guardians of the galaxy all the songs that he picks mm-hmm. those are all like perfect <laughs> yeah because the man is like we will have the perfect music so like the suicide squad that he did was phenomenal mm-hmm. it was so good and they even have like a and then the way he does like title sequence stuff is great but um he has a thing where it says like something happens you're like oh my gosh and then it says eight minutes earlier and it is literally eight minutes like he timed it down wow. I, I was watching something where it was like we only have two minutes it was like a 10 minute scene i was like please if you're gonna throw a timer at me at least be consistent because i am aware i'm I, not <laughs> time blindness is things i operate very heavily with time at my job so no, I have worked for what feels like eons on creating a time awareness that works for me. But I do not inherently understand the flow of time. Because I'm like, I know when it's been two minutes. No. Like, if you give me a timer, at some point I'm going to go, wait a minute, how long has this gone? And then I'll look at it and be like, we've been going on the scene for five minutes. You're do- you're wired. All you be dead. No. And it's not very often that they actually keep in time with the timer. Hey, it's med time. That's birth control time. <laughs> it's birth control, not medication? No, oh, I thought you said bedtime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said med time. Okay, I was like, no. I mean, it is bedtime. I, I literally been, took a three-hour nap today, and I'm I still exhausted. I have been, like, violently ill for, like, three days. I'm glad you're feeling better, by the way. I know. I woke up this morning, felt really iffy. And then I had chicken broth and orange juice and feel better. Good. And then I went to dad to go get, with dad to go get lunch. <laughs> and it wasn't, si- on the way over here, I was like, hmm, it's not sitting the greatest. Like, I'm not going to have, like, any bowel movements mm-hmm. that are horrible from it. You just tell that having a crispy chicken sandwich may not have been the greatest idea. Yeah. But, uh, that oil will probably wreck you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want a grilled one. Yeah. They're just not as tasty. Yeah. I wanted a, I wanted a crispy one. Um, yeah, my brain just started going Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs <laughs> Eat them up, eat them up, eat them up <laughs> I will say though that Bruno doesn't live in my head rent free anymore Can I just tell you When I realized, cause somebody put We don't talk about Bruno over a Bruno Mars song I was like, oh yeah there is a person named Bruno yeah. Oh, sad day for him <laughs> <laughs> The whole world, we don't talk about Bruno And he's like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> But other other stuff has been living in my head, and it switches between like a different bunch of different audios. Did you? I'm no. sure I send it to you. Machine Gun Kelly was like, "I'm gonna cover uh, Paramore's," and I was like, 
You don't even have the vocal range to do a regular song. Okay, well, like, I was listening to it, and I was right here with Avery, and he's like, I just haven't been impressed. And I was like, I haven't been impressed either. Like, he doesn't move up and down like she does. She goes, Whoa! He doesn't. And he goes, what? Like, he goes up like he a half step. doesn't add anything to the song. No. And it's I think that's what bothers me. And he put it down like three or four steps. So which it's is way fine. lower. Which is totally fine. I understand adjusting for your voice. But you still gotta be dynamic, bro. I know. Like, Haley Williams literally goes... Like, whoa, she, she starts, she goes, whoa, I never meant to brag. And then he goes, whoa, I never meant to brag. Like, he's literally, like, using three notes. No. And it's it. annoying and boring. Mm. <laughs> do, Did I, do you remember when he opened for Fall Out Boy? I was not impressed. There was, like, we were sitting there going, what is he doing here? And then at one time, he's like, okay and then i'm bored again yeah he did one song lyrically and i was like okay cool yeah, okay. like when he was like not trying to be a rapper it was fine yeah and then i was like i i can't understand anything you're saying oh i think it's funny huh. that um the whole beef between him and eminem <laughs> and i was like i can't just like not do something I'm not gonna let you but think like, you won this i don't know who this kid is <laughs> <laughs> i can't just like not do something i don't want to do something but i can't just like leave it yeah <laughs> so so i've gotten to the point of my tiktok journey that i get sent a video from a friend about like a therapy thing and so i send it to my therapist being like i wasn't expecting this to be so accurate and i get an email back <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true because <laughs> it was like um it started off some happy song and it was like yeah i'm so excited to go deal with my trauma and i'm gonna do emdr and dig out all my tr- my my issues and then it cuts and the total scene, sitting on the bed, wrapped in a blanket, snuggling a squishmallow, while Johnny Cash's version of Hurt, I hurt myself today. And on the screen it says, your first day of EMDR. And I was like, ah, I feel attacked. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she, this friend hasn't done EMDR, so she sent it to my friend and myself and my friend who have, the friend who is currently doing EMDR and I who have done EMDR. And I was like, oh. Well, that's going to my therapist. <laughs> I, just, I need her to know that, like, this no, exists. I, I is so weird. The older I get, the more I'm like, how have I made it through? I mean, I've had, like, depressive, like, episodes, but I've never had, like, depression. Mm-hmm. So, like, I one of my semesters of college, it wasn't until, like, it was over. I was a little more financially stable, and it was summer again that I was like, oh, <laughs> I was a little depressed. <laughs> I was like... It's funny because me and boyfriend, I probably have very mild SAD. Yes, um, which I am not disorder. aware of. Like it's it's legitimately Honestly, affecting I, me now. I'm pretty I sure. I have legitimately thought about getting you a grow lamp for your room, for you. I know. I probably really need one. I thrive off of vitamin D. <laughs> um, you can also take vitamin D supplements, I could, but it's not the same. No, but it's a helpful. I know, but uh, cause me and boyfriend, it was funny. Oh, I remember, I remember it vividly. Oh, I, it was I was at college, and I just walked out of the library outside, and it was warm enough that I could sit down in the sun, mm-hmm. like without a coat on. And I was just sending junk, like boyfriend all these texts and like having a great time, and then he went, "Oh, I forgot that you had SAD," and I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Because he was like, I was trying to figure out why you were so chipper today. And I was like, wait a minute. This is your normal personality. 
You're back. <laughs> You're back. And then we just kind of we both went, oh yeah. It's like we both forget until the first day of legitimate beginning summer. Yeah. And then we both went, oh. Oh, You've yeah. absorbed some vitamin D within you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but that's like my only mental thing that I'm aware of. For all I know, I might have something, but I haven't gone to therapy, so I wouldn't know. But like seasonal affect, mm-hmm. like that's, you can go to therapy for that, but like you could also go to your PCP and be like, hey. I need vitamin D. Can you get me some? And you're like, yeah, you don't even need a prescription. Like, like this you, is the recommendation take dose. Take this. Like, once a month. Here you go. <laughs> Once a month, I it's know. a daily. I know. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those. I don't know how I made it through my entire life with like nothing. Never had anxiety. I mean, I have anxiety moments. I don't have like actual anxiety. You have anxious moments. Yeah. I have anxious you... moments. I've had all of the brief mental things, but they're not a thing that I'm dealing with daily and constantly fighting through. Yeah, so you don't have a chemical imbalance, and you were taught resiliency at a young enough age to be able to deal when these issues happen. Mm-hmm. I was also the youngest. I know you're uh, lucky. Youngest of four, so my parents had learned something by then. Yeah. Because all of my siblings went through depression. All of them. Sibling actually still struggles with it, but all of them went through it. And my mom was really worried about me through high school because that's when they all got it. I was fine. Yeah, but you also had a decent friend and support group in high school. Despite my attempts to disappear. (laughs) I was like, no. Um, I don't know. I just... Especially with, you know, our entire livelihood timeline. (laughs) Going through six once-in-a-lifetime events. Want some of them twice. (laughs) I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I'm so done. I'm so done. I'm so done with old white men causing problems in my life. Putin, you should just give up and die. That's what you should do. Me? I said Putin. Oh, I was like, you got mad when I tried that last time. (laughs) I called you a loaf of bread. You were so mad. You were so mad at me for like a straight month. I was pissed off. I was like, you don't think. That it would be a good idea to tell your best friend, hey, and then me going to look at you like you're dumb and say, what the heck are you talking about? That's not how that works. It literally did not occur to me that like, okay, you don't find out that something is that you do is weird until you bring it up to someone. I thought everyone knew. Like, okay, okay, I have a friend. I have a friend who has food allergies. Like, she has several other allergies, I thought you were going to talk about your cousin who thought the same thing. No, I know where that one came from. (laughs) Um, No, okay, so I have a friend who has, like, several allergies, like, seasonal and food allergies. She knew that pineapple would eat you. But she's Mm -hmm. like, we were talking, because I sent her a video, because I know she has food allergies, and, and, you know, when you learn that you shouldn't be tinglies, you shouldn't have the tingles when you're eating pineapple, she's like, no, but you do. And I was like, no, no, you shouldn't. Your mouth shouldn't tingle when you eat pineapple. She's like, my mom's allergic to pineapple. I was like, my mom is allergic to watermelon, but she didn't get that allergy till she was like 25 oh. she, and she can eat a couple pieces and then her throat starts to itch that's annoying i love it on tumblr when people find out they're allergic to stuff Did, like, you know i you love have potato you, sweats like i love when i eat bite into an orange and it's just all that tingling and people are like 
hey op i think you're allergic to oranges yeah <laughs> and he's like wait what and no you're you're, you're allergic. allergic to oranges <laughs> yeah like i just my mom's also allergic to guacamole or no avocado i was like uh guacamole is a compote so it yeah. has to be something else yeah so uh, she learned to avocado Oh, she needed a little bit of it, but then her mouth was safe. Did you know if you're allergic to um, latex, you should avoid papaya? Hmm. Yeah. Super oh. random. So um, one of those, there's a lady, she's about to go in for surgery, and she goes, oh, by the way, I'm allergic to latex. Every single doctor, like, flips out because you have entirely separate equipment carts for people uh-huh. who are allergic to latex. Uh-huh. So they clean something- all the and then... Like, she comes out of search. She's waking up. They're like, why didn't you tell us? She's like, oh, I just hate the sound of it. And everyone's like, I'm going to kill you. She's like, you were unconscious. You would not have known. Like, everyone just wanted to murder her. Because they're like, we need that for people who actually are allergic. Yeah. We just wasted an entire set for you. Oh, that's so annoying. I know. Also, mm. um, my old job, we had gloves, but they weren't latex because you can develop an allergy to it if you use get a lot like exposure for a long period of time, hmm. which is why a lot of nurse gloves are not actually latex mm-hmm. because you can develop an allergy to it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yep. Which my when I first started working there, my mom was most concerned about me getting an allergy. And I said, oh, they're not latex. First of all, latex has a residue on it. Yeah. And with what I was working residue. on, we cannot have that on anything. Yeah. So if they decide to go with a new pair of gloves, it has to go through an immense amount of testing. Yeah. To make sure it's not going to screw up any of our equipment. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So all of ours didn't have a residue on it. And they worked pretty well until you notice about halfway through, they got a little tiny hole in your nail. Mm. You're like, dang it, I got to change my gloves. <laughs> That would be really annoying. Anyways, I don't know if you remember, but you said super random, and then I totally just was like, hey, by the way. <laughs> ADHD, wait, hold on. Let me let me flip through the chaps. Hold on. <laughs> it's gone. Yep. Uh, my brain heard chaps, and so then I was like super stuck on I was like, what? Chaps? No. <laughs> chaps? What? Tabs. Tabs? Yes. No. I don't know. <laughs> super mm-hmm. random. No, I don't know. Uh, but- super random. I, I finally broke down and bought a bath sheet. Because I am a normal sized human and towels are not made for normal sized humans. Oh, a bashy. I, I was like, can touch the shoulder blade on my right side with the left side of the towel and still tuck the other side of the towel into my armpit. Uh, when we went to Target to get new towels for my bathroom downstairs, we did get the, like the, the large ones. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And they're long enough. Mm-hmm. They cover me like clouds. It's an adult towel, is what it is. Yes. Yes. It's an adult towel. We only have one because I'm the only adult-sized human here. <laughs> Avery's an adult, but like he's a skinny adult. <laughs> he's he's long and thin, and so he is fine with just a regular towel. He, he's runner's build adult. Yeah. He also has not produced two humans and has a lot of excess body. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a body that goes, "Hey, we must save stuff for nourishments." <laughs> Everything we must save all the things. <laughs> no, no, I already have. I already have problems with people saving things when they don't need them. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh um the poor korean k-pop stars and at least not with big hit but with like sm entertainment okay it's like borderline anorexia because they have to look a certain way so like amber lou one of my favorite people ever um says she remembers they said you have a photo shoot in two days don't eat anything 
Absolutely not. Yeah. So she's like, you know, instead of like losing weight in a healthy way and like having a good diet and everything because they wanted every single shred of muscle I have to appear, you are dehydrated and starving. And so you she know was how like, mean I get if I miss lunch by like mm-hmm. 30 minutes. So then she was like, so instead of, you know, being healthy, she's like, I destroyed my metabolism because now my body doesn't trust me to eat. Yeah. So anything I eat goes straight into fat stores. Yeah. Because my body goes, I don't trust you. You don't eat for days. Yeah. So she said it, it's taken her like a good 10 years to like retrain it. And yeah. Like with a lot of like nutritionists that are like, mm-hmm. She's worked with real nutritionists that say, mm-hmm. yes, you need to eat all of this. You're I, work, you're at, I, you I spend learned. eight hours a day in the dance room. Yes, you need to eat all this ridiculous amounts of protein and carbs. I learned that the amount of calories your brain burns in a 24-hour period is the equivalent of seven slices of bread. Mm-hmm. And I was like... It's a muscle. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's a collection of fat with electricity running through it. It's not a muscle. We call it a muscle because we need to ex- uh, exercise our consciousness. Mm-hmm. But the jiggly thing in my brain, in my skull, is not a muscle. I love, like, somebody said, why aren't people claustrophobic about the fact that their brain is literally trapped inside of a skull? Yeah, and then people were like, I don't like this information. And they're like, The brain is weird. I'm a meat, well, I live in a meat suit. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't know also there's a video I, um the two bones in your forearm the radius which is underneath your thumb and the ulna which is underneath your binky mm-hmm. and then when you rotate them yeah. how they twist over yeah it's like you know that i watched but a like, person being like why can i feel it and i'm uh, like i've known about this since i was like uh-huh. 10 but a lot of because i would sit there and be like hmm, i think my bones are moving and so then i would sit there and i would hold like, them and i'd just be like, looking at the way your wrist rotates obviously but seeing it displayed on a skeleton mannequin thing and be like, look, this is what it does. It's a different visual cue for some kids. So be like, <gasps> hi, I had undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> a lot of my stimming was very quiet, so I didn't get yelled at. So I <laughs> would sit here and play with I my know. bones. <laughs> but I just love like when you tell people stuff and they're like, what? And you're like, mm, yeah. yeah. Why is this mind blowing to you? Like, like I want to say something, but I don't know if it'll just send you into I'm overstimulated mode. Do it. Your body is always aware of every single piece of clothing. You just choose to ignore it. No, I can't ignore it. <laughs> I am always aware. Like, I can tell you that this one seam is being really annoying, and I can tell you why it's being annoying. I don't have the ability to consciously or unconsciously dim that down. Mm. Hi, I have sensory issues. <laughs> You're like, hi, I have ADHD, which has said, which can swing into the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. I call it my baby autism because mm. I have been able to cope and learn a lot of the social skills but there are definitely things that i like i can't turn off a lot of my like auditory sensory issues and my mm-hmm. um tactile sensory issues yeah but but you know the thing when you're talking to someone they go <laughs> mm-hmm. and they do the eye thing that that's that's totally social training yeah like, but i love like so many guys are like what does that mean and all the girls are like this mm. this is because we learned that if we're vocal about that hmm, that's dangerous but it, if we do that cue Every single Everyone. female and a lot of the gays will know exactly what we she, mean. She days and gays, like, mm-hmm. they know. And non-binary pals. <laughs> what is that guy? He has, like, the perfect slogan. He's like, he, Gay. she's, days, gays, and non-binary pa- babes or something like that. Um, non-binary pals. Mm-hmm. She, they, 
Mm. It might be. I don't know. Well, that's why I added they to cover anyone who mm-hmm. just wants to be a human. Um, There's no crime in existing in this world. Well. Don't do it. <laughs> you know what Jesus would say. Yes, but Jesus would also smack Putin. So <laughs> That is true. Like, let's he, like He spent hours creating a whip hours this hours methodical it wasn't a spur of the moment this was they messed up so i'm gonna go spend over here and spend six hours making this women go over there and just beat them up mm-hmm. and I would don't like to get my confused brain god will spank you oh, <laughs> my brain i want kink talk you can't go there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i i have one video that was the only video i've seen I did not send it to you for the reason that I did not want the judgment from your face. <laughs> because I saw it for days before you did. And I sent it to you. And I didn't the, say anything. Because and I, I was, no, I wasn't expecting judgment. I was just expecting you to be like, why is that on your page? No. There was the one time. What was I doing? I was doing something. I'm pretty sure it's Katiosaurus. She was my link into it. I don't know who that is. Anyways. She's um, an ADHD creator. Okay. I was doing something. And something very risque popped up. And I was like, oh, I did it. I Googled something. Mm -hmm. And it was like all the images. And then one in the corner was like a BL, very like borderline pornographic thing. Oh. And I said a screenshot to John. And I was like, what the F is this? Why is it here? And he's like, what did you search for? And I sent him another picture. And he was like, how does that work? And I was like, I don't know. I am scared. I was like, why is this here? What is happening? I don't know why, but this just like, triggered a memory. My I met I've I met a kid that I was like, I've never wanted to adopt someone so fast. Like, this kid, non binary, was like sitting at the table with a bunch of us ladies while we were chit chatting and we were like being very inclusive. Like kids seemed uncomfortable and we we're just like we're gonna include you in this conversation. This is your actual experience. This is an actual experience. Because okay. my brain was going, I missed a part. <laughs> I missed something. I, I missed. I missed a detail. <laughs> yeah, no, it was an actual experience. We were at a game night. Um, and then kid up. Do you know how old they were? Uh, 17, 18. Oh, okay. So they were in high school. Were, were they a baby day? They were a baby day. Okay. Uh, it seemed like they'd gotten kicked out of their house. Aww. They were living with the friends who came to the game night. Um, your Bible says those who don't care for their own are worse. <sighs> worse. It says. I am already gearing up for emotional trauma. Emotional damage! Because we're spending time with Avery's family tomorrow, so, like... Anyways, about the non-parent child. But, like, they opened up, and then they were like, you know, I draw furry art. And I was like, good for you. That makes a lot of money. Like, and then a little bit later, they're like, you know, I have never felt so accepted oh, with so many women all at once. And I was my like... My heart! Can no. I hug you? I was like, can I hug you? And they were like, yeah. And I was like... Oh <laughs> no! You should never have to. Because there was way. like one, two, three, four. F- there was four ladies at the table and them, and then like later, there was another guy who was just like kind of hovering around the table, getting ready to leave, and they were hovering in such a way that like their anxiety was like they're behind me and I can't handle it. So they turned to me, "Hey, he's freaking me out. Can you get him to move?" And I was like, "Steven, move!" Yeah. <laughs> The, You're freaking I don't him know out. you well enough to say hey, but I know that you've already indicated that you will fight for me. So can you fight for me first? Yeah, yeah. I was like, sweet baby lamb, 
you need a space to stay sweet child i'm sorry all i have is like a bunk bed with a toddler but like you're welcome to it (laughs) you 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 can get well acquainted with my tiny but yeah we'll work on pronouns with him like yeah i don't know why that was triggered in my brain but like that's so sad right i wanted to kids should never have to feel that way i wanted to weep your job as a parent is to love your child unconditionally mm-hmm. it's okay for you to smack your child and be like yo i said no that's dangerous for you you do not get to be a jerk to other people kind of things yeah but no yeah that is uh, when kid. i work i'm working on replacing my nose so that when my nose come out they are brutal and effective mm-hmm. oh like that like that mom where she was like her kids are in the background she's like yeah and then she went and it just went dead silent and she's like, and that's how you know you're doing a good job as a parent because I'm over here talking about the things that I don't like them doing and they're ignoring that. But the minute I interject with that, hey, they know I'm me. I'm serious. Yeah. This didn't. Ours is, uh-oh. I saw a video of this guy. He's going to deep fry a turkey, which basically is like a 50-50 chance of burning your house down. Which is like you follow Alton Brown to a T mm-hmm. and maybe you don't burn your house down. Yeah. But they were doing it in their little back patio. I'm like, you're too close to the house. You're mm-hmm. so, you're too. Anyways, their little kid came out the door and they said, get inside. And they're like, oh, honey, get inside, get inside. And then she wasn't moving. And the dad went, get inside. <laughs> like, just full on. I will bite your head off. Yeah. And went inside. And I was like, here's the deal. Your dad might come up to you. He's probably not going to apologize for that. But he's going to explain why he snapped at you. Yeah. And say, that stuff was so dangerous. You mm-hmm. could get really, really hurt. And you were ignoring us. But, like, my other thing on that is you have trained your child to ignore you Mm. like that's the other half of this that like isn't really talked about is if you like a lot of moms get really really done no one listens to me no one helps until i'm losing my mind because you trained them you're not serious until you're losing your mind until you Mm -hmm. are foaming at the mouth yeah my my mom and dad were very careful of the if you throw that again take it away throw it take it away Mm-hmm. Well, no, so, like, there was like there's second chances when you get older and you can kind of understand but they're like when you're a toddler no. no i told you don't do that one time yeah so like my thing like i have friends who are like stop ignoring your mom stop ignoring your mom he's not ignoring me this child is so focused on what he's doing he cannot hear me i understand that so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get on his level because it's my bad for trying to say his name so many times instead of changing what i was doing or like today, he was distracted when we were trying to get him out the door to go have a sleepover with Auntie. And so I turned the TV off. I was like, hey, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, cool. We have to get you ready out the door. I need shoes and a jacket. Go. Like, mm-hmm. but because I changed the situation. Like, he's a literal toddler who was still developing his brain function. He's a literal toddler. And I have looked at this child and thought to myself, if I had ADHD my whole life, that kid has ADHD. Mm. So, like. But also... He's not going to grow up with nobody understands me because you're like, no, I get you Mm -hmm. immediately. I get you. Let's get you some more coping skills. Because like I was talking to a friend who was diagnosed as a young kid with ADHD. And she's like, I don't understand how like that works for you. Because I I bought a pair of what I'm calling go shoes. So when I put them on, I'm going and I'm doing things. Mm -hmm. And I was super distracted Friday at work. And so I was like, I'll just try it. So I put my go shoes on and I was suddenly more focused and I was really irritated about she's She's like, that would never work for me. And I was like, the thing is, we have different coping skills because you knew you had ADHD. So you had a different access to skills than I did. All of my coping skills are homemade <laughs> because yeah, I, had I had to, to come up with stuff on the fly because I didn't know what was going on up there. Yeah. 
yeah and so that's like it's been really interesting comparing coping skills and like what we're able to accomplish with her like having the diagnosis and having the assistance and some of the things she struggles with versus me who just had shame (laughs) (laughs) she had a lot of shame too it was outside looking in it probably was a little easier to mitigate because you did have a diagnosis to fall back on Mm -hmm. mine was just you're a terrible lazy child i'm not I'm not. And I just not, don't want to do this. And not someone going, hey, your brain is literally in a thing where it goes, I cannot physically add another thing to process. Mm-hmm. And then oh, well. and then your therapist is like, so you may or may not have ADHD. Well, so I actually brought it up to her because it was like I'd been eating so much ADHD content. And then I don't even remember. It was just something small, something innocuous that I was like, oh, Mm-hmm. I think I have ADHD. And then I went to my therapist and we like literally she pulled out the DSM-5. She's like, yeah, it sounds like you have ADHD. Mm -hmm. You're high functioning, so you won't get a diagnosis. But like she's like, you've literally navigated your whole life. It's not ruining your life right now. Mm -hmm. You don't need medication in order to function. No, I wouldn't mind an Adderall like once a month to take a really long nap. (laughs) But like (laughs) that recharge nap. Yeah. (laughs) But like I, I function very well at my current level with the way my life is structured. Mm-hmm. And then if your kids grow up, if your kids are going to grow up <laughs> knowing that you have ADHD. So when you do something and you're hyper fixating, they go, that's her ADHD. And this is how I've learned. And she's taught us to get her attention. Yeah. Like this is what will help me break through that hyper fixation to be able to like have a conversation with you to help you with whatever i'm doing mm-hmm. but also i'm then i wonder trying to train my kids that if i forget that i was going to do something i told you i would please remind me because it got lost in my brain mm-hmm. i want to help you i just need help remembering sometimes mm-hmm. like it's not that i don't care about you I care about mm-hmm. you a lot i just have a literal brain dysfunction so you're gonna have to like help me actually do stuff sometimes yes but then it'll be combating, like, making sure that, like, I remember things for them and they mm-hmm. remember things for me. That's and not last minute. And then it'll also be that pose of them being like, hey, mom, did you remember? And you go, oh, crap. Let me do that now kind of thing. Instead yeah. of immediately getting mad at them for like, what are you doing? You'll just be like, oh, shoot, ADHD brain. Okay, let's let's do that now because I will forget about it again. <laughs> yep. Yep. But also, like, I don't know. I've had, I've had, like, grown-up adults like more grown-up adults like actually like give me very questioning looks when i apologize to my kids because like i'm in the wrong like dude make normalize apologizing to your children i think it's appropriate like it's if you can admit you're wrong when you're an adult they can see that and go oh Mm -hmm. you don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. you can own up admit to your mistakes well even now because sometimes i'll be like okay I'm so sorry. That was not appropriate. I apologize for yelling. Like. Mm, I wonder. Because we've been friends for. 19. Going on 13 years. I don't know. Let's round up. Going on 15 years. (laughs) Nearly 15 years. Anyways. um, I'm wondering. um, How much I've learned to adapt. With your ADHD probably so much you know because i think i have i have also been trained and learned to adapt around you for your hearing loss oh yeah yeah 
Like, um, for instance, all throughout high school, she always walked on my right side because I could not hear her on my left side. Mm-hmm. And I usually had a headphone in there. Mm-hmm. So it, it, if we were walking on the side, we'd be like, what? what? Oh, what are you doing over there? Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like sometimes she would physically grab my shoulders and move me over. <laughs> because I was like, she can't hear me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would. I t- <laughs> and I would. And people, I remember one of my friends like, why is she going to be like that? I'm like, because I can't hear her on that side. And they found Oh, and I was like, she's not being aggressive about it. She's just moving me so that I can hear her and she knows that I hear her. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, it's just how we work. Yeah, because I I would give, I think what would happen is I'd get frustrated that I'd have to repeat myself. I think, I think I'd do it like twice and then I'd realize what was happening and I'd move you and then we'd be okay again. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you ignoring me? Wait, you're not ignoring me. You just can't hear me. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, I don't know if it's gotten worse or better i guess because i feel like i am i also have gotten to a point where i hear someone calling me i just don't bother to respond <laughs> i'm like if it was serious they'll come find me yeah because i've gotten to a point where i'm like i'm not gonna walk through the house and ask you what did you say to me yeah if you really need me you will come find me and then also i've noticed it a lot where someone will say something and i'm the one who hears them and everybody else goes, well, I'm like, why didn't you understand what they just said? Because you have had to literally retrain your brain. Because I'm, I'm also thinking, well, it was lip reading that I'm really good at. And I think, well, he was wearing a mask, though. And I understood them better than everybody who actually doesn't have a hearing problem. But again, I imagine that some of your right ear has taken over the function of your left ear in your brain. Mm-hmm. So that your right ear does, in fact, hear better than most people probably but also um i have a weird thing where i know somebody said something to me so then i will respond like it's not like an uncomfortable time later Mm -hmm. it's just a long enough gap that they are about to like say did you hear me and then i go so i usually go what oh you said this because my brain is literally processing (laughs) going i heard all these mumbled phrases Based off of where I've been in these 27 years of life, let's pull in these. This is probably what they said. Oh, yeah. You're only 27. <laughs> hey. We're like it's four months up, apart. It's coming up. I was just like, no, we're 28. No, no, I am 28. <laughs> I am 28. <laughs> Your birthday hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I learned recently I, a thing about myself. I struggle with eye contact. But I've gotten really good at working around making complete and utter eye contact at all times in a conversation. I struggle. I don't know. It's part of it. It's I'm uncomfortable with it. The other part, I feel like I'm going to miss something if I'm not staring at your mouth. Mm-hmm. But yours makes sense because like you you need that visual cue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to look at your mouth to make sure I'm understanding. <laughs> McLaren, I said something to him and he looked at you and said, what? Every time. <laughs> half the time i wouldn't like i don't even think i was looking at you just be like she said this i we had a couple teachers that did that yeah where i would say something and they go look at you and go what and you would translate and and then, go, oh, okay and then by the end of the year they just looked at me how do i know that but like i was I, when able i get to excited ex- i start talking really fast and then i mumble yeah so i was able to explain to somebody who is neurotypical why eye contact is so uncomfortable um is because I don't have any automatic filters. I take in too much information about you by looking you in the eyes. Mm. Like, there's no way for me to, like, filter down the plethora of information entering my brain. So that, that filter on TikTok that came out where it was like, here's your ideal eye color. It was I got, 
blue. It was literally a shade above my current eye color. I got like a weird blue and I was like, I don't, I don't look good like this. Mm-hmm. I look good with brown eyes. Thank I've you. I've always wanted at like one green eye contact. Heterochromia is cool. I was going to be like, you, you look killer with heterochromia. Mm-hmm. And... Um, last night where I was like, I want to chop my hair. I woke up this morning and went, hmm. <laughs> I was like, apparently I'm not ready to chop all my hair off yet. <laughs> but, you know, you've thought through your options. You're thinking about it. You woke mm. up and didn't feel the same. So it's probably not time. Yeah. I also know what I want when I chop my hair off. So there's that. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. But also I said, I want to chop my hair off. And, you know, Russia is invading Ukraine like <laughs> a, the day before I even said that. So... <laughs> could be a trauma response it could be a trauma then let's play this nifty new game is it trauma <laughs> and i love all the times on tiktok where they're like yeah this is a normal trauma spot and people go what <laughs> what do you mean that's, that's trauma, trauma response, response. <laughs> i i have no personality i am only adhd in trauma response <laughs> I felt that was so well, I think hard. it's funny that people are like adhd training no it's not that's just your f that's your for you page mm-hmm. that is what's happening mm-hmm. and also adhd is a spectrum yeah it I, is not you have brown hair I, it is a spectrum i well even brown hair mm-hmm. has All layers and colors and okay, my hair is like borderline thing, black so my thing is when when people who are in a position of power in any church are oh it's all just like boobs and and like thirst traps and it's like it's an algorithm, bro. Like you that's just what you're looking at. Bad, my good sir. Yeah, that's you're not a safe person. You just Got told it. everybody who's on TikTok that that's all you're watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because TikTok starts you on straight relationship TikTok. Yeah, and then based dancing. off of where you go from there, and dancing, and dancing, and then you get all over the place. Someone said on a comment because there was a guy. He was walking through the streets of Ukraine and then a missile went over his head. Mm-hmm. That one thing went far before they heard the explosion. Yeah. Um, and so on the comment said, this app used to be the Musical.ly replacement. Yeah. And I was like, now it's like my number one source of information. Yeah. Because I do not trust any news stations. After the last four <laughs> years, I do not trust any major news station. I listen to the Newsworthy. This is absolutely a plug. I freaking love them. They are on Spotify. Mm-hmm. They are on Apple Podcasts. They're basically everywhere. 10 minutes 12 minutes including ads very very they work very hard at giving you non-biased information they cite all of their sources they give you all of the exact links where they got the information that they're reporting on i think the only thing that i really go to like if i want to know what's going on in the world is philip defrango Mm -hmm. because he tries really hard to be the same yeah where he goes here's what's going on now here's my opinion Mm -hmm. what is yours yeah, the newsworthy, then, we don't even get her opinion. And then the, because um, he's like a father, so in some instances, he's like, I have a very strong opinion on this. Yeah. Well, she's a mother, but like, she doesn't, like, it's very. She tries really hard to be like, these are the Very impartial. He, Philip DeFranco has the um, slogan of feelings are not facts. Yeah. He's like, just because you feel strongly about something does not mean that is a fact. Mm-hmm. It's a fact I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a fact that you feel this way about it. Yeah. It does not affect that because you feel about it, it means it's this way. Yeah. But yeah, take, uh, one of my, I've been like flooding boyfriend and Josh with like a bunch of TikTok videos about the Ukraine thing. Uh, you're and the only one I really send it to because I don't know anybody else's headspace right now. I don't like, know either. And 
It's very important that you understand your personal headspace so that you go, I want to be informed, but this is damaging to me, so I need to take a step back. Yeah. Um, but I know that the people I send it to are fine. Anyways, he said, I did not expect TikTok to be the biggest source of information. I didn't either. No, I knew. I knew immediately. Like, I expected it to a point. Well, but with this... how huge it is and how much I get stuff from other creators around the world, I was like, TikTok is going to be where I'm getting, where I'm going to get all of my information. Not all of it, probably, but yeah. where I'm going to get the majority of it. Because <coughs> it's people that are on the ground. Like, these are reporters yeah. that probably work for news stations, but they have their independent TikToks. Yeah. And they're going to go, this is important. As soon as I started seeing independent journalists on tiktok reporting i was like oh okay this is this is going to be the boots on the ground reporting that i have Mm -hmm. and i was trying to talk to avery about it but we had lots going on i was like i'm actually really interested to see when the documentaries start rolling out about this how much did you know that well there was a guy he he was there like what a week and a half ago sean bean Sean sean penn penn I don't know what's his face. He's on the ground, but they're like already filming stuff. And then yeah. it was like the swiftness of that was like, eh. but also we've been like waiting for this to happen for like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. But and I'm actually also, I'm like, really this curious. This is gonna be the most filmed and recorded war ever. Yeah, but that's why I'm curious of how much in the documentaries TikTok videos is, is going to be probably a lot. Yeah, because it's gonna be the eyewitness that they're gonna look for, and all of those are eyewitness. Hmm every single one of those videos well and okay i the the gravity of the situation kind of really hit me when i saw a creator whose parents had to flee a war zone before take a three minute video and lay out all of the information they were given from their parents if you want to go further or faster go by yourself if you want to go further go with people huh i was like the fact that they know that like is and it was just sad. so so many things and i was like but i had to stay and i had to watch i was like i need this information i need this information this video needs my view in order to reach more people and yeah it was just like yeah that i think that's when it hit me was when this creator whose parents had to run and escape a different country was like this is what you need to know and i was like she was like do not take off any clothes do not take off any layers take extra if you can take any water containers at at all do not pack food it will only slow you down pack water and water containers and i was like oh okay and she's which was probably really hard lesson for them to learn yeah well then just so many like random things like if you see soldiers nearby, now is not the time to run. Now is the time to hide. If you're in a field, like, hear these things. I don't remember specific things, so I don't mm-hmm. want to give incorrect information that was provided. Um, I was just... It was one of those that I was like, oh, no. This, for me, it brought it home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what about it was just... Because it's like you see that kind of stuff in movies, and you're like, "This is not a fake thing. Like, this is legitimate. This will help you stay alive." Yeah, I, I think it really was the uh, the line: "If you want to go faster, go by yourself. If you want to go further, go with people." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why does that hit me?" <laughs> like, because you sit, you think, that and you go, "That makes sense," and I hate that it does. Yeah. 
I hate that this has to be something I'm aware of. It has been shown over and over and over and over again. Like, even in the um, eh, execution camps for the Jews, Mm -hmm. it was, like, fend for yourself thing, but those who took care of each other survived. survived. Those who tried to fend for themselves never did. Yeah. And then I think my headspace was, but how do I toe the line between keeping my children safe and helping everyone else? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I show compassion when I need my kids to live? Yeah. Like, I will make the choice that will save my children, but how do I also make that choice one that I can live with? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad to be living over here. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'll ever have to think that in my lifetime, but... I don't know. Uh, we'll see the way the way the world shakes out. Cause, I mean, I was just thinking while you were talking about that, because I was because a lot of people are like, why do people come to America? I'm like, because we don't have we what's don't have going on over there over here. No, our neighbor country is Canada and Mexico. And Mexico, that is it. That's it. We only have two. We have two countries, and then the two largest oceans. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes, we are really close to Russia, technically through Alaska. We're very, very, really close to the very, very tip of Russia. But they're going to hit a little bit of Alaska, which is a pretty low population state. And then they're going to run into Canada before they get to us. Yeah. And they have to go through Canada first. And I don't want to mess with the Canadians. Especially because in Alaska, those people are a different breed entirely. Oh, I'm aware. You I married a, one. You, you got you to gotta be a different human to survive in Alaska. <laughs> the, like the deep in the Arctic Circle Alaskan people. Oh, those, those are definitely like people who generations mm-hmm. have trained them to live But there. also like russia has that same kind of thing but it's like a different it's like a different planet it's so weird because they're both similar environments Mm -hmm. entirely different animals and creatures it's similar it's weird because russia has the tigers what is it it's the taiga the the, where trees don't grow anymore what's it called tundra no the i think it's called the taiga the the permafrost yeah the permafrost line i don't know here we go with googling (laughs) Here we go. What is the area past where trees can grow called? That's not answering. What is a place called which is at which it becomes too cold, dry, and windy for trees to grow? It's an imaginary line on Earth. It's called the timber line or the tree line. Avery, Avery, I need help. What is the space where there is only frozen bits in the north called? Like that past the trees, but not quite to the pole. In what? Where is the line where trees can no longer grow because it's unhappy? What is that space called? I don't know. I'm just gonna literally search up the word taiga. Oh, snow. All I'm getting is thin thin soil layer and permafrost. Mm. What? We're going to have to figure out where this word is and what it means and... Grow in frigid zone. Come here. Hello. Open. Why aren't you opening? Could you go click the button? I can't click the button. It's broken. 
Oh no, we broke Google. Oh no! What the heck? Can I click on this? Okay, you can click on that. I just can't open that one. That's weird. That is very odd. Try again? Hmm. I can't open any of these. What the heck? That's odd. How about I refresh the page? How about I go, what is the title? Haha! <laughs> there we go. Refresh the page. Mm, it's just called the frigid zone. The taiga biome. The taiga biome is a forest of cold subarctic region. That's what I was thinking of. The subarctic is an area in the northern hemisphere that lies just south of the Arctic Circle. The taiga lies between the tundra to the north and the temperate forest of the south. Okay, the taiga has trees, but I'm not crazy that that is an area in the cold. It was a correct <laughs> term, just not a correct definition. Which is fine, but I got yeah. close and I got there and I'm mm -hmm. very vindicated that I was like, this is an actual thing. You're like, this is a real thing. It's not an anime character. It's a thing. Avery, I found it. I, I show you. I Avery. Here's the thing. Um, Anyways, because Russia is known for its winters. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason that Germany failed. Mm -hmm. Well, also that they were sabotaging everything. Um, their food supply, so they all got dysentery. Um, which, if you're trying to take a crap in sub-freezing temperatures, Excuse me. that's how you freeze to death. Yeah. And also, like, they didn't have any winter gear. Can you imagine trying to survive a winter... With in no winter a, gear? In Alaska, in the Arctic zone, in your fall sweater? No. <laughs> nah, I would just go lay down and die because that's what would happen. Yeah, that's what happened to a lot of them. Um, I wonder what the big difference is because I know they're both like... I imagine it is the flora and the fauna. Mm -hmm. Just the, the breakaway between these places connecting. And then also the people both the native Siberians and then the native Alaskans mm -hmm. and the the choices they made with the flora fauna there. Because um, I'm like, bald yeah. eagles are notorious in Alaska, especially mm -hmm. on the coast. And I'm like, but you don't see them in Russia, even though they're not that far apart. The I don't believe the part where a lot you can see Russia from Alaska is low enough that bald eagles would be there um let's go bald I eagle. like research the difference between the two like what's the difference because because i remember it blew my mind when josh from england was talking about how cold it got and i learned that it got down to like 40 degrees and i was like excuse me you mean to believe you mean to tell me that i've thought <laughs> that england existed <laughs> in like a 20 degree zone no. And you're telling me 40 degrees is the coldest you've ever felt? What? I was like, England. I thought, no wonder you all died when you came here in the Pilgrims. <laughs> it was too cold for None you. None of you were prepared for that. Because <laughs> I thought, yeah, poor planning. None of you have worked hard, like, actually worked in the fields and stuff. But I was like, no. You just had no idea what actual cold was. Okay, so here is their breeding ranges, which is... Alaska through Upper Canada, a little bit into Michigan mm -hmm. and Wisconsin. Reminder, this is the bald eagles we're talking about. Correct. Non-breeding, most of the U.S. and um, Upper Mexico. And then year-round, they've got a few spots. Um, Northern California up through the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. So now we're going to go look at Alaska. 
map near whoop, near Russia. Oh yeah, they they don't live up that high. No, I can't. Okay, I see. It's because too they come cold. down the Aleutian Islands. It's too cold up there, huh? Yep, they're too close to the. the uh, okay, so basically, off this map I'm looking at, Alaska is brushing the Arctic Circle, and Russia just is in it. Yeah. yeah. And Canada is also mostly in it. Yep. So that's why all the eagles don't live there. It's too yeah. cold. So Russians are more experienced cold than Alaskans are, but not Native Alaskans, I would argue. Yeah. Native Alaskans go, that's how you die. Let's make, let's scooch down here so that we're on the border of it. Certain parts. There's a lot of people who live in the Arctic zone, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean they're in the Arctic. Correct. It just means that this zone actually can... But I would still argue... goes into low temperatures. But I would still argue that most of the native Siberians and other native peoples okay, of the Russia... live in Russia. Not big because, ones, I don't think. Because... Did you say not penguins? I said not big ones, I don't think. Okay. I know I know that um, polar bears probably go over there. Maybe. What well, I don't know about anymore. There might cuz the ice probably doesn't reach there anymore. Does Russia have There are three bear species in Russia. The brown bear, the Himalayan bear, and the polar bears. Oh, they can still make it. Okay. Yes, because winter is like the greatest time for polar bears because everything freezes, yeah, so they but do have access our to winters all of it. the past couple of decades have been well, really bad. Yes. So. To the point where we're seeing more and more grizzly polar bear crosses. Yeah. Which, if we give it a few millennia, might actually turn into a species. Um, But I will say, the people, the native people native to Russia or who have been there for generations, are only going to be living in the taiga. They're not going to be living where there is no protection from trees. Um, Which can same can be said for anyone uh, living in the north. I was going to say the Sami, but I don't know if they're in that part. I think they're in more Norway. Yeah. Who are the natives of Russia? Who are you? I don't know. Back to Googling. Googling. Because I know that there's Inuit is one of the tribes in Alaska. Yes. Uh, Who are the natives? And I don't want to say Norse because that's not necessarily... Who are the natives of Russia? Uh, Russian Association of Indigenous Peoples of the North. And a lot of Russians... Literally, Association of Indigenous Small-Numbered Peoples of the North, Siberia, and Far East of Russian Federation. That was not entirely helpful. The Inets, the Oroks. Uh, it's loading. There are 41 legally recognized ethnic groups that mm-hmm. are considered indigenous. Okay, there you go. That's what I want to know. It's like I knew they were there. I just don't know anything about them. Yeah. Because that's a Russian history. But like, I I know world. I know conflict history in relation to Russia. I don't know like indigenous history in relation to Russia. Yeah, but we don't talk about indigenous history because anywhere because that would have to include us admitting our faults. Yeah, my history teacher, our history teacher McLaren, was like, "You will know how crappy the beginnings of this country were." Mm-hmm. And I thank him for it. I do, I do. Because literally, you go to elementary and they're like, look at George Washington and his apple tree, which never even happened. Yeah. So why are you telling me that? And then they talk about all these things, and then you get into high school, and they're like, okay. And then you get a little more detail, and you get into college, and you're like, literally, forget everything. Everything you've been taught was wrong. And I'm going to tell you about all Don't of this Don't do stuff. it. 
I thought you were going to yell at the cat. She's yelling at her husband. <laughs> Only if you're willing to replace the apple juice. Bring out a new one. I just look over and he's about to down it out of the bottle. I know he's not going to replace it. And I'm so sick and tired of going for things and they're gone. At least you go, it's not. Boyfriend has the habit where I go, oh, I want this cereal. And I pull the box out and it's empty. Sir, you don't live with me and I deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, for example, the other day I went for the caramel for the apples because I don't really like apples except for certain applications because it issues. Um, oh, and then of caramel my apples. caramel was gone and I was raging. My sister was here mm. and she learned Avery's middle name. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, what is it? Not Pioneer Village. It's it's the little one on 78. That's yeah. not Pioneer Village. That's uh, Gardner Village. Thank you. Uh, I was like, Pioneer Village is on the way other side of the valley. I wanted juice. <laughs> and yes. they have delicious caramel apples. So my problem is my f- top front four teeth are all crowns. And so I can't really bite into whole apples. Which is why you can cut them with a knife. Yes, but like, why would I buy one and then bring it home? And why just... If it's too many steps, I'm not doing it. Yep. I know. I was like, I was going to say something. And I was like, nope, that's ADHD brain going. That's too much work. <laughs> that is too many steps. It's not even too much work. It's just However, too many steps. If I got one, brought it over and cut it, you'd be like, yes. Yes, because I didn't have to do the mental work mm-hmm. and exercises to get to that point. I only got one because I discovered them while I was in there. And I was like, ooh, because it was dark chocolate mm. with caramel and salt. And it was a green apple. Yeah. I learned recently that those random twitches that I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are because of anxiety. They're called anxiety twitches. Mm-hmm. When your bodily ju- body just randomly twitches. I saw a TikTok about that a couple days ago. Yeah. I am feeling very creati- creatively inspired right now. It's really annoying because I don't have time to do that. I have got to go home, go to bed. Yeah, because we got church in the morning. We got church in the morning. We get to worship out. Oh, yeah. Most of our, jar- our cups are dirty. It's a really large mug. I love it. <laughs> that's the mug i would pour my soup into and be happy about it um i had one like this and i think it broke and then i went back to the store and i bought another one <laughs> you're like no <laughs> um i the sound of the forest girl and where she's like when one of your safe foods changed the packaging mm. and i was like okay i was like so that wouldn't bother me but i understand why it bothers you and i'm sorry <laughs> when one of your safe food mid-spites stops being safe Mm-hmm. So I have a, so my friend who has ADHD and who's known since she was a kid, her kids have ADHD and she's really struggling with her daughter and eating. And I was like, friend, unfortunately, I vibe with your daughter so hard. Let me tell you, this is so much more annoying to her than it is to you. The fact that nothing sounds good. She is starving and cannot eat because nothing is okay for her to eat. Like my advice is to get a safe food box. Pull it down when she can't pick anything else to eat. Get food in her tummy, and then her brain can try again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she, because right now she's got she's got a little kid energy of I'm about to cry because I'm so hungry. I'm hungry. What do you want? Have this. We don't have this. <gasps> like it's too much right now. I I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. And I like, just for instance today she was mm-hmm. having a very much. I don't want to be alive right now. I just said I wanted to skip. I didn't want to be dead. I just wanted to skip no, today. It wasn't. It wasn't the I want to die. It's the can I just like not be here right now? I don't want to exist in. This I was moment. tired of existing. Yeah, and then. A couple hours later, she's like, so I just needed a nap and some food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, let me set the scene for you. I eat 10 pot stickers and then felt sick because I ate too fast. Tried to put the baby to bed because his brother is off having a sleepover. Baby will not go down because he's having a day. Kid is trying to rupture six teeth in like the span of a month. It's been a rough time. So he and I, we're chilling. We're watching Coco Melon. My sister's coming over, so I unlock the door so I don't have to get up later when I'm snuggling him, trying to get him to sleep. I wake up and I am drooling on his head. He, before he got bathed tonight, there was a section of his hair that was darker and flatter than everything else because I had drooled there. And then my sister handed me a tissue. I wiped it off. And then I passed out on the couch for three hours. She put him to bed and left. And you were supposed to do errands today, right? Yeah. And then she went, that's more important. And I'm going to go. Well, because like, because he needed his medic, he needed some Tylenol or Motrin or whatever. Apparently, I looked like my father when he gets tired enough that if you wake him up, you know, you're going to get yelled at. <laughs> so she didn't wake me up to ask if he could have anything. So he didn't take a very long afternoon nap, <laughs> which also explains why when he got his medicine and you arrived, I had not seen that happy boy for two weeks. <laughs> like. Because he was like, my mouth doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, he was so excited. He literally kept trying to steal her hot chocolate yep. and my tea. He watched me walk in and went, obviously, the one of those is for me. <laughs> obviously, this is mine. <laughs> Just a little politician side coming out again. <laughs> Sir. He's so darn cute with it. Well, he just gives you his little smile, like, and holds out a hand, and you just kind of want to go smack. No, <laughs> no. See, but I'm on the opposite end of that. I watch him put a a dice or a die or several in his mouth, and I walk up, hand under his chin, and I was like, mm-hmm, and then I go, Bleh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't even fight me anymore. Because I've I've learned that with kids, it's better to ask before you get bit, because you have to go in and get something. So, the only animals that have ever bitten me on purpose are birds. I can see that. Birds. Like, I think birds are pretty. Yeah. Me and them kind of have a hate-hate relationship. <laughs> I just know they're going to bite me. Doesn't matter how I'm approaching them. I'm really good at doing that. They're probably sensing my energy and, like, doing the calm thing. Mm-hmm. I've worked with dogs for a real long time. They pick up on that, too. I'm really good at masking that. Um, And they still bite me doesn't matter i have had people like this lady i watched her parrot apparently he was like the nicest bird ever he bit me like six times i had to get my dad's work gloves in order to like clean his cage and stuff and she's like what he's never done that birds? i don't know and she's like he's never done that before and i was like yeah well he bit me a lot and i showed her like he didn't break any skin it was obvious a don't bite don't do that bite not a i'm going to kill you bite hmm. That's and she weird. Was like, he's literally never done that before. Like she was like horrified. She, probably. And was like, "What is the matter with you, bird?" I'm sorry. You know, like, and I think he was just throwing a temper tantrum because I wasn't her. Which I mean, yeah, birds yeah. are really smart. Mm-hmm, I will say, little sensitive creatures. I will but say, though, I've been bitten by dogs a lot, and it's because when you break up a fight, you get bit. Like that's. Yeah. However, I did learn recently that if they're in a fight, like grab the back end and lift them up. I'm like, I understand your point. But if it's just me. But if it's usually just me and two, the other dog is still going at it. Well, which is why when I saw it, it was you and the other owner, mm-hmm. it's you gotta grabbed be, it's gotta at be the same thing. time. Yeah. It's gotta be a dual thing. But usually it's just me. So, you know, here's a scruff, there's a scruff. Pull them apart and yell in both their faces. And they go, oh, you're bigger than me. And I say, yes. <laughs> you both know I'm the dominant one in this room and I will take you both out. Yeah. The so, of, so one dog, he was getting a behavioral test. I did not want him. 
he was a three-year-old still intact male oh no and i was like nope I do not want no this dog manager didn't care and i was like you're gonna get in like four fights but he didn't because before he even got with the dogs i put him in his place so fast <laughs> because i was like all right he's doing fine i turned around he was immediately he's big dog so he had both of his paws on my shoulders was immediately humping me i had him on the ground so fast <laughs> and i had and i was pissed off yeah i was like I how be. dare you I didn't want you in the first place, and then you do this. I know. So I was like, I knew that you were going to be an issue dog, because you, first of all, you're intact. Yeah. That's just screaming issues. Mm-hmm. People, they have, no, it's a hormone thing. Yeah. The other dogs are pissed at him because he's being a hormonal person. Yeah. So I put him on the ground so fast. All I had to do was look at him, and he'd behave. <laughs> I would just say his name and point at him. And then he would immediately calm down because he wasn't even, he didn't have a chance to say who was on top. I just immediately was like, boom, it's me. I win. It's me. I will take you out. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, I work in a giant pack setting. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it was individual, he probably would have been way nicer, but he was amped. There's a lot of dogs at the fence looking at him. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to nip this in the bud before it becomes an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> There's another dog named Toby. I knew he was going to problem because he was, like, tense. Yeah. And his, I got really good at reading body language on dogs. And I was like, I know that you're going to be an issue because you are not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you're not, and you're not comfortable in a way of, like, oh, God, everyone's, no. he's comfortable in a way of, I don't know where my standing is and I will fight every one of you to find it. Yeah. <laughs> so two dogs were playing and I immediately saw his tail go up and stiffen. And I went, you're not going to play. You're going to go over there and try and get yourself involved in that. So I said, Toby, and I heard him bark, and I grabbed out the little, it wasn't an air horn, it just made a really loud hissing noise. Yeah. And all the dogs were like, what was that? Like, And before you knew what happened, I had him out of that room. Yeah. And I was like, I told you, I didn't want this dog. Anyway. And that was the reason why owners, why two new owners put their dog in the daycare, because I was there, and they saw that happen, and they went, oh, she's not bad. Because they saw how I immediately reacted, and they went, oh, you won't let our dog get injured. Cool. Yeah. Yep, I could I could see that. I uh, if we'd had a yard, when my friend was having struggles with their one of their healer mixed dogs, I would have taken him. I would have gotten him snipped, and we would have gone to training, and he would have been the best family dog. Oh yeah. Because already, like when we lived with them, he left my kids alone. You know why he left my kids alone? Because I was the big. That dog knew I I was in charge. (laughs) I would look at him and be like, Indy exactly you back dogs up. respond to tone people tone and i would growl at him be like you back up okay i'm sorry yeah you better be sorry i will end you i'm very sorry those are my kids they are not your sheep yeah they're my kids yeah because a lot of people don't understand a healer is not a beginner dog Mm-mm. they're not family dog you can make them a family dog but they are not a family dog that no, dog is designed to herd sheep yeah they're a working dog i would love a border collie my lifestyle is not suited <laughs> to it i will never have a border collie yeah a lot of people are like, oh, my Border Collie is a fantastic one. I'm like, is it a purebred Border Collie? Is it? No, probably not. Is it makes me something? Because some Border Collies would be content with that life. They no. would. Their job is to protect the kids, and they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. But you need to teach them to not herd the kids. Yeah. So, And I love livestock guardian dogs. Mm-hmm. They're like the best dogs ever. Because <laughs> they are very gentle, and you don't have to train them. They just will do it. They just know. I mean... You do have to do a little bit of training, mm-hmm. but it's instinctual. Yeah. So, like, there's a video of this guy. They got a 
they had a puppy border collie mm-hmm. and it was like for the goats to like herd them around livestock guardian dog was not having it because <laughs> it went after one of the little ones yeah kinda, like her go over there kind of thing and that dog was like no it's where it needs to be i'm not okay with that yeah because he was like my job's keep them all safe you just put them in jeopardy i'm gonna take you out yep so what i love though is that livestock guardian dogs pay attention to the herd around them. Mm-hmm. So if one of the herd alerts potential danger, that dog is immediately up and awake and is looking. Yeah. And we'll be like, where? Where is it? But the, the thing is, their jobs are different. Mm-hmm. Like. And they know that. It's like the, weird. You don't have to, like, do a whole lot of training. They just know. Well, like, the, the, the cattle guard dog, typically I see them being used in situations where the animals are out on range for days and weeks on end mm-hmm. so they need someone to just keep an eye on them not like sheep who are being herded in for shearing for feeding for vaccines for whatever who need a harsher hand mm-hmm. a healer yeah or a border collie yeah they don't got no fear of them sheep and the sheep like they try and threaten them a dog's like i'm not falling for that dude just go just yeah go yeah you you want a nose try it because <laughs> <laughs> i mean you got different kind of working dogs they're all different. Like, a Bernie's would not hurt anything, but mm-hmm. if you wanted to pull something, yeah. it's happy for that. I St. Bernard learned... wants to pull something. St. Bernard wants to dig you out of a mountain. <laughs> I learned that donkeys hate coyotes so oh, much that they unless you them. raise them with dogs, your dog will die. Oh, yeah. They are It's vicious. on sight. <laughs> it is on sight with those dogs. They will play with the corpse on sight. Yeah. It, it ain't pretty. I they, was like, you, oh. Everyone should be very, very glad that a donkey is a prey animal. Hey, I once saw somebody be like, why does dragons have eyes on side of head? Why is dragon prey? And I was like, they're not prey. They're a reptile. And I was just like, why is this a question? But I guess because people are like, but horses and, and moose are prey and they have eyes on the side of their head. Yeah, because they're mammals. And an eagle, birds of prey have eyes on the side of their head. Mm-hmm. But they're predators. It has to do with situational adaptation, basically. Yeah. But they're also reptiles. Reptiles have eyes on the side of their head. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you see that video of the snake that was like the most adorable little thing and it curled itself up in the robot? Was it the white one? Mm-hmm. Name was Marshmallow. <laughs> I saw a snake video this morning where somebody woke up with a snake underneath their curled up underneath the edge of their bed. So they called animal control. It was a plushy snake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so animal control's walking out and they go out there like ring camera or whatever and they're like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer disappointment. I was like, yeah. Okay. I saw a training call for paramedics. It was hysterical. Because um, they were, um, they were just kind of messing around, but also like just to get through, like you got to ask these questions, like yeah. how to calm someone down. So someone had just like, her water broke or whatever, and she was sitting on the stairs. She's like, come in. And the guy's like, go upstairs, check it, check it out. And he goes, oh my gosh. And they all just burst into laughter. Because it's, it's it's the woman who's really, whose water broke. And isn't it a female paramedic downstairs with her? No, oh, they were both men. The guy who went upstairs was a guy, and the guy who stayed with her was a guy. Okay. <laughs> and they all just started laughing hysterically. Yeah, I've had my water break. It was more just annoying, being like, did I just pee myself? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because, like, in the movies, they show it, and I'm like, is it that much, though? It can be. Okay. Um, I had to change my pants three times before we got to the hospital. Hmm. But it was it was a lot. Like, I, so I stood up out of bed, whoosh, 
and I had a decent puddle, like four to five inches around my body, soaked. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the bathroom, and I was like, Avery, I think my water just broke. Can I have my phone to call the midwives? And they're like, he's like, yeah, here you go. Call the midwives on call, and they're like, yep, sounds like your water broke. Come on in. All right. Hung around I here for an hour as labor slowly started. Wonder about how much medicinal information was lost because men thought women couldn't do medicine. The amount of information we probably lost enrages me to no end. I just well, you should you guys should have seen her face, which is that I'm gonna kill a person. <laughs> because Did you know that you can have cervical scarring? No. Yeah. Cervical scarring is a thing. It's not taught in medical school, but midwives know that it's a thing. So you could be in active two Some two minute labor. Needs to get on the train and go, hey, I should hire a do midwife want, to teach this class. Do you want to know the thing this week that made me so enraged? Science has now come out saying that menstrual cramps are as bad as heart attacks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I sent this to a friend and I was like, oh, it's so good to know that my experience is only valid when a man says it. You sent that to me, dude. I also sent it to another friend. (laughs) Oh, she's like, it doesn't require a heart. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, estrogen's a natural painkiller. That's why we have a higher pain tolerance than men. Mm-hmm. As proven time and time again, that is one of when my you favorite... try on the cramp simulator thing, which isn't even accurate because it's a continuous pain, not a pulsating pain. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things with um, people who transitioned female to male. They're like, my pain tolerance. It's my just, pain tolerance yeah. went, it was gone. <laughs> Tea would be made with love and care. It's just full of hate. <laughs> yeah. I love Murphy. He's great. Murphy was just, oh, Murphy brings me joy in their stories. He's so funny. I want to be his friend. <laughs> Can we be friends? I, I think Murphy's too intense for my lifestyle, but like, I appreciate the stories. <laughs> They're really funny. Yeah. But I like, that's one thing I like. The older I get, the more I understand. Nope. You're, you'd be a really cool acquaintance, but, like, you wouldn't be somebody that I, like, mm-hmm. choose to continuously have I do that with some people. With. There's this guy, um, M. Todd Galloglass, is an author that was at the Writers' Conference, and he's one of those people where I go, I would not be able to stand you. Yeah. I like you on this panel. You're a form of entertainment. That is all I would like from you, mm-hmm. is this separation, because as a human being, you would just piss me off. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It well, happens. Like, I'm like, because your type of joking, if you, like, would, instead of me seeing it as a joke, I'd be like, oh, that is kind of funny, but also, like... That's kind of rude. What's the matter with you? Yeah. But hit the other two people on the panel that he was with had been friends with him for, like, 15 years. Okay, so you got to see the good parts of him. So, like, I knew... So, I'm like, you are a good friend because you can maintain the friendships. Yeah. However, it says something that you are on your second yeah not something good because there's a difference between friendships and relationships and romantic relationships because yeah well if you're able to put in the maintenance for a friendship but not a romantic relationship that throws me some flags did you see the video of the guy whose daughter they call her tiny bard and they have all the stories and he went looking for red flags i haven't seen him on my for you page in a while but i'll have to find it because he went into three different shops because he wanted to do a skit with red flags and he walks in he's like do you guys have any red flags and one of them was like i don't know hold on hey andrea are you dating anyone right now (laughs) 
He's like, no, then, I mean a literal no, one. No, and then they knew, but like the, a different off, a different shop was like, no, my husband's at home. Oh, <laughs> just like, ow! Oh, what? Just a shot through the heart on that one. Yeah, it just three different stories. He's like, are y'all okay? <laughs> are you are you guys okay? <laughs> oh, that guy! It was the best thing ever. So he listening to this guy talk. Mm-hmm. Just basically degrade women. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're just not good at this. They're not good at that. And he said, so I'm basically like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, because I'm laying my trap, you know? Yeah. And I'm agreeing with him. And just like, everyone's probably like, yeah, women aren't that good at this thing. And they go on through and through. And then he said, and then after we're all like, kind of like, yeah, ha-ha, laughing. And he goes, yeah, and women just aren't as good at that. That's why I'm gay. <gasps> and he said the silence. And they all looked at me like, what? And I was like, what? I thought... I thought that's what this was about. But I thought this was what this conversation was going toward. Because you don't like women, right? <laughs> and he was like, the way they stared at me, he was like, his face was just like, yes. <laughs> just the chaotic, like, yes. <laughs> yes. Have a midnight crisis. <laughs> so I'm like, because that's the thing. If somebody pointed out to me, most men don't actually like women. No, they don't. They don't actually like women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm weird which is why i only hang out with people that i know like women because if they didn't i would not be friends with them yeah yeah mm-hmm. weird it's so interesting because like my boyfriend obviously he likes women but <laughs> um just like we'll have conversations and then before i can even like voice my opinion he goes that's messed up and i'm like mm, here we are <laughs> And then, like, I'll say something, like, yeah, this happens. And he's like, why would anyone say that? Or I'll be like, yeah, or I told him, like, yeah, this is an experience I had. And he was like, what is wrong with people? Because I, uh, he, would, he would never, like, kind Yeah. Of- well, sometimes my dad makes off-color jokes. It's whatever. We just put up with it. But one that stuck in my head from, like, a couple months ago is he made a joke that seemed like it was about sexual assault, like, making fun of it. And so because it bothered me so much, I looked into the statistics. And so the next time it comes up at all, I'll be like, yeah, I don't think that joke is funny because statistically, at least one of your daughters has been sexually assaulted. Because it's one in four women in the oh, U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's five of us. That'll make him shut up right fast. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> like, I know internalized misogyny is hard to root out if you don't see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's what happened here. So I'm going to <laughs> pop that bubble. Because yeah, um, I have never been touched, but I've had comments. That's still an assault. Mm. Well, I'm like, I'm just saying what kind of it is. Because the one that sticks out in my head the most, and every time I wish, I thought of it like five minutes later, and I was like, why weren't you there when it happened? Because <laughs> it was me, Alyssa, and Shelby, and we had just got these really cool horns that you can tie onto your head. Mm-hmm. And uh, mine were, like, all curved. Okay. Like a ram. Not like a ram. They were, like, like a little spiral thing. And Ram's curl. Glow-in-the-dark thing. Well, not, like, the ram, like, big circle curl, but, like, the, the, whatever that is. Fibonacci'd? Or they go, they come back, circle, and then do. Anyways. Anyways. Um, they were glow-in-the-dark, and we were all wearing them, and this guy came by, obviously way older than us. And mm-hmm. said, what a bunch of horny girls. And five minutes later, I thought I wasn't, but I, I should have said, I'm underage, you perv. 
I'm a minor, you've heard. I don't know that it would have stopped him. And I was so mad I didn't think of it. Because I, I would have yelled it, and everybody around him, it was crowded, everybody around him would have been like, because everyone knows at Comic-Con, mm-hmm. just because you're dressed in a certain way does not mean consent. Yeah. Cosplay does not equal consent. Mm-mm. So, and I remember him, he was like, he looked like a person who lived in his mom's basement and played video games all day. Yeah. So there's a guy on TikTok who's gay, and I love like, the way he, he wasn't, approaches He it. wasn't anywhere near us, but I was like, if he had come here, I would not have been afraid to just take that guy out. Yeah. I would have thrown a low blow. So there's a guy on TikTok. Um, he, I like the way he deals with people by being racist or, or homophobic or anything. Like that. He's like, ew. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what Lessons I hope. Lessons on I not crossing a, a gay, gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear he got engaged to his boyfriend? It was such a cute story. You're going to have to find it. (laughs) (laughs) That man has no tolerance for people being rude. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. He doesn't care about what your story is. He's like, that's not an excuse. No. And I love it because he comes out with, ew. And I'm like, that gets everybody's attention. Everyone's attention. I know. He's like, you started this and I'm going to finish it. Yeah. I don't know them, but I'm going to finish it. Like, and I'm like, I want to be confident like that. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, so he, he gives me goals. I am but waiting I outside, for the day so. where someone says a sexist joke to me. I don't get it. And, I, and I'm going to say, I don't get it. Why is it funny? And watch them just die inside. Yeah. Well, so there's a, a creator who's like, yeah, I just call it Baby Rinser President. Who's mm. Joe Rogan? She's the best. <laughs> Love her. Oh, man. Because she's like, if you can't get rid of them, confuse them. Yes. And then she's like, yeah, for all you neuro, neuros, um, neurodivergent people asking, just stop masking. And I was like, the questions that would come out of my face are inappropriate. <laughs> but that's the point. Do you have toes? <laughs> <laughs> do you have toes? You should count them. <laughs> no, do you have toes? Huh. Do they fit inside your shoes? <laughs> Which, by the way, I learned that most people buy shoes that are a little bit too small their entire lives. Mm-hmm. So when I bought a size eight pair of shoe, because my shoes, my toes, were, I was going to wear callus on my toe from my nail mm-hmm. rubbing against it at work. And then I bought a slightly larger shoe and I was like, and all my Converse felt too small all of a sudden. And I was like, have I been riding the wrong size shoe? Do I actually need seven and a half to eights that I've never needed before? Um, after being pregnant with 2.0, I kind of just, my feet feet widened just enough that i had to kind of move up sizes it's fine i mean obviously it's not enough to make me go buy a bunch of new shoes no no just as you wear them out and buy a new pair of shoes I'm just de- gonna slightly go larger again. but converse for me anyways high school you went through converse just weirdly so fast. fast my mom always threw away my converse right when they just became the perfect comfort <sighs> And I'd be like, where are my converse? She's like, I got threw them away. And I was like, oh! <laughs> My youngest sister was over here once. She'd spent the night. Uh, and we were getting ready to go somewhere. How old is she again? She's 16 now. Okay. So she was like 15, 14 when this happened. Um, Avery had went and grabbed his black converse out of the closet. But they weren't fitting and he was really struggling. So she looks over. I think those are mine. <laughs> they were so many sizes too small. <laughs> so he went over and actually found his. And he's like yeah <laughs> he's like what is going on yeah the other day I just... yeah he was like really confused I know. 
boyfriend has been um he got white converse they need washed really bad mm-hmm. he's like what do i do i'm like just soak them in stain spray and throw them in the washer yeah just don't put them in the dryer yeah i was like don't put them in there they will shrink mm-hmm. they are denim mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was like yeah just throw them in the washer with like your laundry mm-hmm. and the, well maybe not your laundry because they are white but at least like with a towel yeah um but if he's concerned about the laces what he can do is he can pull them out and put them in a delicates bag put the laces just in there and let them wash this is a man who lives by himself he ain't got a delicate bag <laughs> i just know for a fact he ain't got one probably doesn't even know what it is <laughs> um avery what's a delicates bag Mm-hmm. In regards to laundry, it's a bag you put what would you consider a delicate? Are we about, like, the, one that hangs the one that goes in the washer. Okay, but we're not talking about the dryer. We're talking about the washer. What would you put in a delicate bag that goes in the washer? Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he said nothing because he doesn't use about delicate bag. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're almost done. Um, but yeah, I know that that man doesn't have one. He okay. Our wardrobes are the same color. Black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our wardrobes are the same color, and basically the same style. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine are not. Yeah. Avery you... has so many shirts with like words on them because they were free. <laughs> and then he has two V-neck shirts. You wear a lot more color than I do. Yes. For instance, but I am literally in all black. As I explained to my therapist, I realized I hate most of my clothes because I was using my clothes to mask. Mm. I hate most of my wardrobe. So when you get the chance, you're just slowly replacing. Mm-hmm. But the problem is because I'm not done having babies, I can't really change my wardrobe because it fits my body right now and allows for growth. Oh, so that means every time I get you some piece of clothing, you're like, yes. Yeah. Because I know unmasked you, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's great. I like her. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why when I got you like a super soft Ravenclaw hoodie, you were like, yes. Mm -hmm. Because I literally had been thinking like literally two weeks before that that I wanted more sweaters and I just didn't know how to go about doing it. So I was going to (laughs) forget. So I got you one. (laughs) Yes. And then you went to Hamilton and got another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was wearing it. I don't know where I put it. I don't know if we saw the same one. I don't think totally so. Because was... the guy who did Washington, he wasn't bad. Our Washington had gravitas. <laughs> Ours had like the deepest voice ever. No. But. We um, had different guys then. He, I knew, like, I, he was like hinting at his vocal range. Mm. I was like, just go off, dude, please. Just go off. <laughs> um and then he finally did and i was like thank god and but i don't know how long they had been performing how many nights in a row because the girl who played eliza had a tone that i recognize when my vocal cords are about to fall apart oh no so like it wasn't like it's just i recognized it because i'd been there enough yeah that i was like oh you need a break love (laughs) you need a break like how many shows have you done before this specific one because I think you're Probably a little many. vocally tired. Yeah. Although I will say, um, there was one white guy in the main cast hmm. who played John Lawrence and Adams. Wow. Yeah, we must have a different cast. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was definitely I not talk. white. 
It was great. And they were black. <laughs> All of them were black. Yeah. And I was like, yes, in your face, Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> this is specifically to spite you, Jefferson. Yeah. I, I still can't get over the fact that Martha Washington compared Jefferson's visit to her home as worse than when she lost her child. I love that Angelica Schuyler slapped that man so hard that he ran from her every time he saw her after that. Oh, <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. I think it was mm-hmm. Washington. Jefferson? Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson, I, like, I don't not think Washington. she would have smacked the president no, in the face Jefferson, that hard. Because, uh... He was a shite human, basically. Yeah, but as, as David said, David Diggs has said this, it is okay to admire the man for writing these incredible documents, mm-hmm. but he sucks. Yes, he was a horrible person. He's like, it is okay to feel that way. Yeah, my thing is, everyone's like, they were, they were creating a Christian nation. Have you read any of his writings? Really? Because he's like calling out Christianity left and right. He was not about it. So, so I don't say they were trying to create a Christian nation, but a lot of them ble- believed in a version of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thing right now is people are like, we need to stop allowing other religions. Are you serious right now? Did, did you not read your constitution that allows all religions? Did you not read your Bible that says stuff about like, don't attack people? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just because I said I'm the way and the truth in life does not mean that you got to go to all these other people and tell them that they're horrible. That's yeah. not what I said. Yeah. yeah. Where did I say that? <laughs> and then people be like, the Old Testament. You oh, want, I'm sorry. Do you the know Old what the Testament, New Testament is for? The Old Covenant that was completed with the with the emergence of the New Covenant, because that's what a testament is, is a covenant. Mm-hmm. I was like, basically the Old Testament turned into a history book. Yeah. Here's a record of all the things that we did. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. Here it is. Guess what? Here are your instructions. Right here, New Testament. This is your commandments. Mm-hmm. He was like, these 10 right here. This is all I want you to do now. Mm-hmm. You are going to fail. That is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you do your best to follow these 10, you're going to do okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah. No, I, I, I love me- the historical <sighs> complexities of their being like, who's my neighbor? And she's like, hey, you know those Samaritans that you absolutely hate for no reason? Yeah, they're better than you because they treat people with decency. And they're like, he like literally slapped them all in the face. Yeah. He's like, this is what it means to know it. People are like, the Ten Commandments. Absolutely. Follow the Ten Commandments. However, the first great commandment, love God with your heart, whole heart, heart, mind, and soul. Second, right up to it, love thy, love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. Who is your neighbor? Everyone! What part of everyone do you not understand? <laughs> your neighbor means the person immediately to your right and immediately to your left. Immediately in front of you, immediately behind you. Mm-hmm. That is your neighbor. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking down the street, when everyone you're walking through the mall, that is your neighbor. Yeah. Like my actual neighbor today. Like that idiot was- pastor who's like, your neighbor next church. I'm like, you just, wow. My, oh, he freaked me out. Huh. He's like, we have the names of eight witches oh, in I was this like, church. Really? I was like, you're, you're going gonna... Dachshund? He was like, he's going to get people killed. Yeah, he is. And then he was like, and four of them are here right now. And yeah. I was like. And we legitimately have book burnings in Texas right now? I know. I was like, what is happening? It's like we're back in the 1800s all of a sudden. And actually, I was going to say the 1930s or back 40s. In the 19... We're back in the 1920s. Huh, 1920s and 40s. Yeah. Specifically the 40s. Uh-huh. Because guess what? There's guess war what in Europe. Germany did. They burned a lot of books because they didn't want people to think they were worthy of anything. So they got rid of as much as they could. Mm. And stole a frick ton of art. I am waiting for my grandfather to die so that the art is distributed so that we can check 
completely and honestly if any of it is stolen German artwork. Because my great-great-grandfather, the philanderer that he was, it's very possible he stole German artwork. So you're like, hey, where this belongs, I'd like to give it back. Yeah. If any of it makes it to me, there are 20-something grandchildren. Any of it falls in my hands, I will be verifying if it is not... If it is stolen artwork, it's going home. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, somebody made a comment um, about how generational slave wealth or whatever. She's like, really? Did you pay attention to what happened to the South after that? Like, after people were forced to give up their plantations, they were ruined. Ruined. Because they basically had to give all of their slaves their due diligence. Mm-hmm. All of that wealth, poof. Mm-hmm. She's like, very, very few Southern families actually kept their wealth from that. Because they lost everything. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, hey, you've had this person basically within your employ for six years. They need six years of wages. And they were forced to pay that. basically a bank run on the plantations. Yep. So. (laughs) Did you read that book I sent you? The, The one that I was telling you I was going feral over? Nope, the it's the it's the something by a different name, Sarah. McLean. A rogue by another name. Is that what it is? Uh, Duke by any other name. What? I don't know. I'll send you the list. Because it started. I think it was like a rogue by any other name or something. Maybe, but there's four of them, and in one of them, they this woman the, read like all of them in one day. Two, two days. It's four books. Um, I think it was in like the second or the third book. Uh. So one thing I liked about these books is the female characters stepped up to like save the male characters from the struggles that were occurring uh, because the male characters were very trapped within the decisions that they had. Mm-hmm. So I think it was either the second or the third. The female character basically did a bank run on a uh, casino and that's how she got her future husband out of marrying the daughter of the casino owner. Hmm. And I was like, Girl, you gonna get yourself killed? You don't put bank rooms on mobsters? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's good though. Mm-hmm. I really liked them. Yeah, she sent me a Marco Polo. She's like, I'm going feral. Absolutely going feral. feral. <laughs> yeah. Four books in two days. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I ignored it. So it's so funny. A lot of people are like, yeah, I've already read six books this year. And I was like, mm. oh, is that it? I was like, I think I'm probably in the 40s at this point. I I I can't even count how many books I've read this year. I'd have to look at my Kindle. Maybe they maybe, maybe hopefully Kindle has a record of how many I've read. This We're year. just about to start March, and I don't even know how many I've read because I don't know how to count them all. And yes, I'm counting manga. That is a book. Absolutely. So and then I don't know how to count webtoons because they're long, and I've read a lot of them. I don't know. And I've read a lot, and that fanfic was long. It was a full-on book, but I 51 chapters. Long chapters. Long chapters. It was a thick book. It's going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to print that one. I'm going to figure out how to typeset yeah. and do it. It'd be beautiful. Avery. Avery. Our little. You've got a tiny. A tiny is on the loose. No, I hear him crying. Can you go help him? Because we're almost done. But I'm not done yet, so I can't just like we got, we got like five minutes. Oh, do we? Oh, yeah. We're almost done. <laughs> Thanks, love. I appreciate it. That's the other thing. I could tell that he wasn't feeling good because he started waking up randomly in the night and like mm. fussing and then going back to sleep. 
and he'd been sleeping through the night for like six solid months at that point yeah so you're like something's up yeah i was telling my dad like with school i was like how much better would grades improve if you started at eight oh so much mm-hmm. and he said why do you think kids grow so much in the summer yeah. you're finally getting all that sleep they need <laughs> <laughs> your body can't grow if it doesn't have the means to do so yeah well unfortunately 2.0 ruptured in three teeth he's working on another three teeth and i'm pretty sure you see that you're getting ready for a growth spurt or cognitive leave so he wants to eat everything but he can't eat anything hard <laughs> poor kid i <laughs> so i made cream of wheat and the other night for breakfast for dinner because i was just like i don't have the energy to make actual food and i called it breakfast soup to my toddler <laughs> and so when cream of wheat is warm it's pretty pretty liquidy but when it's chilled it's it's pretty firm and congealed mm-hmm. and so this morning yesterday morning i ended up scooping it into a bowl and putting apple butter in it and just mixing it i didn't even heat it up and i just handed it to 2.0 he ate it and then ate the rest of it hmm. like he ate two solid bowls of this nice. and he, today the he ate a sandwich that kids eat, you're like whoa but then they also go from like not eating to eating everything mm-hmm. my cousin went through periods of that like he it was like he was fasting for a month because he just wouldn't eat anything and if he did eat something it was like the bare minimum and then all of a sudden he's just eating everything under the sun. Yeah, it's and weird. this was like when he was like in his early teens, he would do this. It's it's stressful as a parent, but like one thing I do is that when I'm getting concerned about my kids' calorie intakes, like I'm concerned, I don't try to push food on them. I simply just make quote unquote chocolate milk. I make a breakfast shake, and when I have um, the vegetable powder i put some of that in there i shake it up i give it to both my kids they down it within about three minutes and i feel better about their calorie intake for the day <laughs> you're like have you eaten enough today i don't want to force you to eat but here's this yummy chocolate thing that has mama i have chocolate milk mm, yeah i can get behind that <laughs> yeah well and especially like when 1.0 was teething there was a day that he didn't he was hungry he didn't eat anything until like five o'clock because neither Avery or I had caught on to the fact that he was teething yet and neither neither of us caught that he hadn't been eating that day until my sister comes down because she'd made a smoothie and made just like so much I'm sitting on the floor 1.0 sitting in my lap I take a sip and then I offer some to him and then he proceeds to down this 12 ounce cup his physical stomach was cold because we were living with my parents at the time we took him upstairs and I was like dad feel his stomach it was chilled he was so hungry. He ate all of it. Oh, he 12 must have been ounces. so cold for a little bit. Yeah, we wrapped him up, snuggled tight. And then Avery and I were like, okay, soft things, soft things. And I don't remember him having another issue. <laughs> Poor dineys. Growing up's hard. Well, growing up is hard and also like not having the language to express what's happening is mm-hmm. really hard. Which is why when they did the study of the developmental stuff between deaf children and children who can hear, deaf children do better mm-hmm. because concepts are easily understood rather than knowing the words that are attached to those concepts. Rather than, if I move my hand like this, they know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So kids, So kids were starting to ask higher developmental questions at a younger age. Well, because so, like, having language. Because they had access to a language that people understood rather than, I don't have full access to this language, so I can't ask the question that I have. Yeah. Which is why it's so important that if you have a child, you introduce some baby sign language, because then you go, hey, I know you don't know who you are yet, but you can at least tell me you want some milk. <laughs> 
we did that with 1.0 it worked really well and then we kind of just like failed with 2.0 mind you he occurred thick of the pandemic we were trying to navigate living in a new home living on our own again because like the year before that we'd been living with friends and then with family and then just like suddenly having two kids so we just we didn't do it well for him mm-hmm. we but should have but he made it he made it he had he had a brother close enough to be like hey <laughs> i'm so glad that my nephews are like best friends that's yeah. great because by that point how old they are now my sister and my brother hate each other so i hated my sister at that point but that had a whole lot of other issues so. i remember when i was telling i said i was talking um both of my sisters were there and i said yeah when i was like 13 alex hated me and you said well how was she and i said 16 and then kelsey thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard because <laughs> she was like 16 year olds are worse than 13 year olds <laughs> and i was like because kelsey was like 19 oh when we were both that age so they're both really hard, but for different ways. Mm-hmm. But the, because apparently I was like the worst 13 year old on the planet. According to Alex? According to Alex. Who was 16 and in the throes of hormones? Who was 16 and going through some emotional changes. It's fine. I mm-hmm. did want to it's- kick my sis- one of my sisters down the stairs when she was 18. I was like, I'm just going to end you. Because <laughs> I remember. Um, what was it? Because, like, Alex was telling me about her growing up experience, and I'm sitting here going, like, I'm not invalidating you. I just don't remember any of that. <laughs> and I just, like, and then my older sister will be like, and then she'll tell me about her experiences, and I was like, you guys just don't know how to communicate with one another, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know how to do that. Because I am too laid back, man. It takes a lot. It's a lot. Because I, I am an emotional thinker, but Alex is even more so. <laughs> I would not say I'm laid back. I would say the social emotional training that I had to go through to make sure that I wasn't ostracized has allowed me to navigate most situations. You also have an inherent unhealthy need to make everyone like you. That's a trauma response. <laughs> yes i'm working on it you are you are getting better at it i I think it helps that you have children because it's not just standing up for me because me is nebulous Mm -hmm. i don't matter you mess with my kids i'm gonna end you Mm -hmm. yeah okay that's the podcast everyone it's a long one again because we had a long hiatus so basically we're making up for the past two weeks yeah well at least one of the last two weeks. We'll see what next week looks like. Yeah, we'll see. I have a hair appointment on our usual recording day, so. It'll be like the next day or whatever. So it might be Saturday night that we record. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll get that schedule. But you will have a podcast. Yeah. So there's that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.